1: On a day that the subway, unfortunately, did not run as smooth as could be, we're here. And thankful to be here. We're sorry to hear about the A-train this morning going off the rails. But free agency should be okay coming up in the next couple of days, although there will always be a surprise or two. Last year, Kevin Durant, we don't foresee that happening this year with that big of a surprise, but... We'll talk about that over the next hour along with our NBA draft, Seth and Sean Sports Radio Blog Talk Radio, Seth Cavins, Sean Palmer, and you there. So, Seth, how you doing? Welcome back to a comfortable day at the office.
0: For some of us, for some of us a little more stressful than, than others. Um, my apologies to everyone listening last week in the kind of hecticness. Uh, when we were trying to do the draft and I was calling in and out. Um, but, yeah, uh, lesson number one, and it's something I've tried to teach my to – explain to my business partner that typically you don't drive into Brooklyn for a reason. I figured I'd leave at 4 o'clock, be home around quarter to 5, um, you know, maybe go to the gym, baby nanny's still here so I got some time to relax, Two hours and thirty-two minutes later, I went. I came walking in my door after a nine-mile drive, sprinting this that nanny's. Of course, 45, forty-five minutes late. said, nanny, it was awesome. So never ever drive to Williamsburg, ever. That aside, a very otherwise a pretty comfortable day, I guess. <laughs> if I can get past that part.
1: Oh, uh, you, you didn't. Your car didn't go off the rails. So I, I don't know if you heard, but the. The A train did go off the
0: rails this morning. No, I didn't actually. Ooh. Yeah, off the rails. So, uh,
1: yeah, off the rails.
0: So, yeah, Eesh. No joke. I did. No. I did not hear that. Yeah. There's anybody sorry. hurt? Uh,
1: 34 injured.
0: Oh God. Yeah. No, I I did not hear. I did not know.
1: Yeah. So, but so not the I'm best. sorry. I'm very not sorry to the hear best that. Day. Not the best day. Okay, so we're going to go through our NBA draft. We didn't do as bad as we had in
0: the past. Let's put it
1: that way. We, I we thought didn't we would do have great. done pretty.
0: I thought we would have done pretty well, actually, at least in the beginning.
1: Well, well, you could not mess up the first couple of picks. I mean, <laughs> we, really? I mean, okay. Hold on a second. I'm just putting this in: Giles, Ferguson. Alright, so let's start down So, first pick in the draft Oh boy, Seth and I both got it right And we got folks. Congrats to both of us We're geniuses Not so much Second pick in the draft We both got Lorenzo Ball Again, not geniuses Third pick in the draft We both had Jackson And it went to Tatum And they just flipped so we both get four points for the next two. We both got Fox, right? Wow, we're, we're geniuses coming down the sixth pick. With Isaac, seven pick. So you got the seventh pick correct. Woo-hoo. With Mark Honan. Um, I don't have Mark Honan until pick 11, so I get one point.
0: Mark and you I get one flipped. point.
1: Yeah, I flipped Monk and Mark- and Market so that that kills me. All right, you had Monk going to the Knicks, that obviously did not happen, and you get three points for that because he. Uh, wait, two points. Five, four, three, two. You get two points. I had Nikitin flat on, so I get five. You had Nikitin going to the Mavs. I had Smith going to the Mavs, so I win. We've both had Collins going to Sacramento.
0: Charlotte. Oh, he didn't go to, oh, mo- not really to Sacramento.
1: Right, correct. Pick 11, pick 11 was Charlotte. You had Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell went two picks later, so you get three. And I had Markkanen, so I get one because I flipped the two. Lucky me. Okay. Detroit. I had John Collins going here, and he went much later, so I lose. You had Dennis Smith. Dennis Smith went three, three picks ahead. No, you I did,
0: no, no 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 no. I I lose. Oh, you had a I different Smith.
1: There. Oh, Kennard went there. You have Smith
0: on here. And who? Okay. Oh, okay. Then that's my fault. Okay. Smith.
1: So Denver, you have Anubi, Anubi. And he went much later. He went 23rd. So you get zero, as do I. Donovan Mitchell went there. With the 14th pick in the draft, Miami, you had Luke Kennard, so you get three. I had Donovan Mitchell, so I get four. Yay! And of course, out of Bayou goes there. Are you all right there? So, 15, uh, that's not,
0: you said
1: that's not me. Yeah, you had Giles going 15 when Jackson went 15. Giles actually did go to Portland with 20, and I got that right. spot on. I had Patton going here, and Patton went the next pick. So, good for me. You had Bayou going here. So, that is to Chicago when they went Patton. So, you get two points... Uh, Two points here.
0: Three points. And Man, the suspense is killing why, me here.
1: Why, you know, while I'm doing this, why don't you tell me what the, what the what you believed is the most surprising part of the draft that we saw. What, which pick do you think was the most surprising? Because I'll just keep doing this because there's no sense in our, our listeners hearing this while we're going through this. So what do you think was I'll be the most honest,
0: surprising the, pick? The biggest surprise the biggest surprise was that there wasn't really any huge surprises. Um, San Antonio taking the, the, the uh, guard from Colorado at 29 is a bit of a surprise to me. Um, but I'm, who am I to ever question, uh, San Antonio's drafting strategy over the last so many years. I thought it was weird considering they took Jante Murray last year. Um, I was surprised the Knicks went with. There you go. I was surprised Malik Monk fell so quickly, fell so far. But then again, if you're, I mean, if you're really known as being a one-dimensional shooter, and that's it, you know, in the draft of this, in a draft of this, this kind of draft, I guess you're going to fall a little bit. Um, I don't think. I just think the. I mean, obviously the trade, the Butler trade was was shocking. I mean, I, that's. To me, that's the best that Chicago could have gotten. You know, coming off the DL, Zach, Zach Levine with one year left on the contract where he'd probably have to sign for about – probably need to pay $20 million for a guy who can't really – he's not a great shooter. You have Chris Dunn who came off of such an awful first year that he lost – I think it was one of the worst true shooting percentages in his history. I think mean, it's just horrendous. And you gave up the, you gave up what the seventh in in, in your pick and you gave up your pick, which I don't think was necessitated um, for one of the 15 best players in the league in Jimmy Butler. You know, I look at that team and I know they're still trying to trade Rubio and I'll be honest. I'm not particularly sure why, Uh, as far as I know, they don't have a backup of note at the point guard position, but you look and you see, my goodness, Towns, Wiggins, and Butler as your, th- as your three, as your big, quote unquote, big three. Jeez. They're one play. They're one player away from being, you know, from, I don't want to say being a threat. Cause I don't think anyone's a threat right now, but, f- but from being, from just pure legit, just being very legitimate in the Western conference a position they haven't been since two thousand and four, when Garnett led them to the uh, conference finals. Other than okay, now, so we have okay,
1: so we have the tally, dude. We tied eighty You're to eighty. You're kidding Nope. Oh my goodness! Spot on. 80 to funny. 80. I want to recount. <laughs> well, you can recount all you want. Eighty to eighty. Now, some of the big misses that we had, Hartenstein you had going to Portland with 26. Obviously, he didn't go anywhere. He went in the second round. Uh, we both missed on... Um, we both missed on Anabugu, on right? Where we both had him going... Uh, we had Onabayo going in the 16, 17 range, but we both had to Denver a newbie and we we messed up on him. Uh bolden I had going with 21 and he did not go anywhere close to that. So yeah. But not bad, not bad. Neither one of us had Kuzma in in the uh in the first round. So not not horrible, 80 out of 150. So not not great. But not tremendous. We did hit on a couple of them. Spot on. You hit on Brooklyn's pick with Allen. Oh no, mm-hmm. I won because I have I have bolded twice. That had to be Allen in one of them. Well, I'll just take I'll take the lesser one, so I I still don't win. Still eighty-eighty. <laughs> so uh, so we both hit on three of, four of the first six. I hit on. Three in the middle with the French guy, Dennis Smith, and then Collins. I got a couple of fours with Donovan Mitchell and Patton. I picked T.J. Leaf straight on and Harry Giles straight on. You had uh, Jared Allen at 22. You had a couple of fours with Ferguson and uh, T.J. Leaf later on. So not bad. Not bad at all. We, 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 We didn't... We didn't disgrace ourselves this year. We have in the past totally disgraced ourselves. So,
0: so more so well football congratulations. than graduation. Thank you. What's that? I, am, I, think, I think we've embarrassed ourselves more with football than with basketball. No.
1: Well, because um, there's thousands and thousands of football players, and you know pretty much the top 40 basketball players. That's, ne- that's not yeah. going to change. The, the, the spectrum in which players are going to get picked are far greater in football. You could have a seventh-round pick or a fifth-round pick. There's much more of a chance to mess it up, and mess it up we do every single year. So, congrats to us. We didn't mess it up that badly. I'm kind of looking for my, yeah. oh here it is. It's kind of looking for my phone here. So, I'd agree with you on Jimmy Butler though. But here's the issue: why they're trading Ricky Rubio? Who on that team can shoot an outside shot?
0: The best one that they have is Butler, but none of them are great three-point shooters. Right. So you have no
1: spacing of the floor. And this is kind of what the problem was last year, too, with that team, is that their best outside shooter may be their set, maybe their power forward. Carl Anthony Towns may be their best outside shooter right now. And he's not the guy you want out there. So if you have Ricky Rubio... Who is on a decent contract at fourteen fifteen million million, $15 million for two more years? He is a good, very good defensive point guard, maybe not, and a very good passer, but he's not a good shooter. And if that's the case and you're looking for some spacing in that offense, you need to go trade the got one of these five guys. So you're trading, you need to open up a spot in that lineup for an outside shooter. So it's not going to be Gordon Deng. You're not going to be an outside shooter at the center position. You're not going to trade Carl Anthony Towns. That's not happening anytime soon. You're not going to trade Andrew Wiggins. You just acquired Jimmy Butler. So You're not going to and he's a like you said I think they got him for a song and a dance. So you're not going to go trade him. So the only spot that's left is the point guard position. Now, could they fill it around with maybe a Kyle Korver and sign him and maybe utilize him as a sixth man? But who who in that lineup are you sending to the bench for 25 minutes a game?
0: Well, but the problem is, First of all, I believe Rubio was actually much better As a shooter this year than in, pro- in prior Years As he well, said, he did defense Wait, wait, wait that's
1: going, that's
0: going from Ray John yeah.
1: Rondo-esque To
0: I get it. it Yeah, it, it's a rise to mediocrity But You also have a lot of guys Wanting the ball Between Butler, Wiggins, and Towns I think I understand you need a shooter but you also need someone to get you the ball in the right position. And I don't know. I mean, I've, look, I, I I understand the thought process that, yes, you need a shooter. But, man, I like Rubio. I really do. And, I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to pick up Derrick Rose? I mean, he's, is he a shooter? No. no he's like, try.
1: Derrick Rose is a shooter. I don't shooter. think
0: that's a fit. No, I don't think that's a fit. So I mean here's you know, what do
1: you here's at? a fit for you. Here's a fit for you, okay? And I know the reports are that he's going back to the team that he that he played for. Okay? Do you need in the NBA today a pure point guard? Do you need a guy do you need a Ricky Rubio or could you live with the James Harden type guy?
0: I think it depends on your of... it depends on your team.
1: Okay, so but let's look at that team that, in that particular. Kind of
0: team, that team I think does need a point guard.
1: Okay. I, you you know, don't as, think Jimmy Butler could know, bring up the ball?
0: No, and not in, in be as effective as he's been no. He's not hardened in that regard. And as you said like okay. he, as you were, you know uh, stating, you know, hardened would drive the lane Was have four three-point shooters. Yep. You know, I get that. But I, I look at this team, you know, Towns is a down-low guy. Wiggins is just... I don't know what Wiggins... Ooh, ow. I don't know what Wiggins is, to be perfectly honest. I don't know what he is... he should be classified as. Um,
1: well, Wiggins, to me, having watched him for now two years, is a lesser Jimmy Butler. He's basically a duplicate of Jimmy Butler, except not as good because he makes turnovers. He's a just as good a defender as Butler. Butler kind of duplicates no. what Wiggins is bringing to the table.
0: But Wiggins, I know in some of these defensive, defensive sabermetrics, and I'm not sure of the of the – didn't rank high on the defensive end, was actually not considered – doesn't have the reputation that he – his reputation has preceded him on the defensive end, for lack of a better term.
1: Well, part of the reason is supposedly he doesn't give a lot of effort most of the time. So what Minnesota reportedly is doing is looking into – and this is the guy that I was talking about before – guy reportedly that was going back to, reportedly is going back to his own team, but they would love to get their hands on Andre and because that would be a guy that would be able to set the tempo for this team and be a sixth man, which would be a tremendous get for Tom Thibodeau, tremendous get for the, for the Timberwolves. And they have the cap space to do it, whether he goes there or not is a different story, but, and we'll get to that in our predictions as well. But the fact remains, they need. You can't have a Ray, let, let's let's call Rajon Rondo and Ricky Rubio, Rajon Rondo at his prime, and Ricky Rubio right now, similar players. Let's just say that people are going to back away from their outside shot, and they're going to let them shoot all day. If you're going to hit that, when he played, when Rondo played with the Celtics, there were shooters. There is not one shooter on this team. You are going to have too much clogging in the middle. And Rubio is not a I'm going to stand outside and pass the ball. Rubio's only attribute on the offense is to drive and dish. So if he's going to drive and dish, is he going to drive with four guys in the lane already? That doesn't work. I understand you need a distributor. I get that. But you can be a distributor on the outside rather than a guy that's on the inside. And you need to be able to respect the guy's jump shot. Look, Jason Kidd later in his career was a was what this team could use. Yes? A guy that can shoot the yeah. free and will distribute. That's what you're looking for. I understand that's not the easiest thing to find. Jason Kidd is all thing I get it. Prototypical point guard, that's what they would need. A guy like that. I don't know if there's one available. Really have no idea. But I guess you you worry about getting the talent first and worry about the fit later. And when you get a chance to get a top 15 player, you go get it, especially since you gave up nothing. I mean, you gave up Zach Levine, who's coming off an ACL injury, Chris Dunn, who while probably will be a good player, is not a top 15 player by any stretch of the imagination. You gave up the 7th pick, but you got back to 15. That's the, that's the beauty of this entire thing for Minnesota. If you had told me they would have given up Dunn, Levine, and the, and the 7, I probably would have said that's still not enough. And they got back to 15 at the same time and probably got a better player at it. So Thibodeau, hats off to hats off
0: to Tibbs. Yeah, that is a team. You know, we were talking we've been talking for you know for years about teams on the up and up and up, you know, uh, going looking really looking solid going forward. You know, Minnesota we expected to step forward last year, it didn't happen. Um but green a definitive number one to play with towns is you have two you know, two Big time offensive threats. Wiggins, you know, at this point, his career may be better as the as the number three. And yeah, if you can find, I guess, I get the I get the Iguodala move. I don't know if he's looking to leave. Goal. I, I, again. I haven't looked at too much in the sports today. Um, I know there's a lot of rumors about about you know people that want him, whether he wants to go anywhere or can go and can keep him from a financial threshold. I don't know yet. Um, it is an interesting fit. And Minnesota needs, yep. a vet, needs a veteran who's been in the playoff wars, and there's nobody better to exemplify that than Iguodala at this point.
1: So as far as the guys that were taking, not the trades, I think the, the strangest pick to me was Adebayo at 14 to Miami. Not a Miami type player to me. Like, Miami is a to me, they, I understand they're giving up their first-round pick the next two years for Gordon Dragic in that trade. But this is a very high-risk, high-reward type pick for a team that has Hassan Whitehead already. To me, that was a very strange pick. I, I don't know your feelings on it
0: it didn't make there were a few picks that didn't make it didn't make a lot of sense to me um i agree i thought it was a bit i thought it was a bit strange um i th- i actually thought marketing at 7 going to going to chicago was a was a strange pick as well um i i thought they would have got i have no idea what the bulls are doing i i i just don't and I guess they see Dunn and Levine as their backcourt of the future with Rondo having a half a year left, but, you know, marketing is a good outside shooter, but man, that's really about it. Not a great rebounder, not a very good defensive player. Um, you know, he's got, he's like, he's a, he's a big dude. Um, and he is a really good shooter, but
1: now, to be fair, let's let let let's step back for a second. First of all, what Chicago is doing, you asked what they're doing. Well, they're paying $24 million to Dwayne Wade. That's what they're doing. So at least for half a season until they buy him out. So that's definitely what they're doing. But the fact is, let's understand, and I think we need to reset here a little bit. Some of these guys are 19 and 18 years old, right? I mean, marketing... What, the first six players were all freshmen, if not four? So, hold on. Fultz a freshman, Ball a freshman, Tatum a freshman, Jackson a freshman, Fox a freshman, Isaac a freshman, Markin a freshman, Nicolino a freshman, Smith a freshman, Collins a freshman, Monk a freshman, Kennard not a freshman, right? Sophomore. Right, Seth? Yeah, Kennard's not a freshman. All right, so the top 11 picks are between the ages of 17 and 19 years old. So they can develop into something more than what they are, right? Look, a year ago, they were going to their high school prom, and now they're being picked in the NBA. So a lot of this is based on projection. It's not necessarily what they are today, but rather what they could be in the future. Is that fair? It is fair. Sure. All right, so I didn't understand the pick either with Mark especially after the trade was made. First of all, I didn't have him there, which didn't help me. But <laughs> I didn't understand. Well, it didn't. I had him and Monk flipped. That would have been nice. But the fact is, you're, you're seeing what they have for today, now, maybe not what they have for tomorrow. And these guys are 18 years old. But I agree with you. I don't know what Chicago's doing at all. I have no clue except paying Dwayne Wade at least $20 million. I don't know what the Knicks are doing. I mean, I I, I throw my hands up. I have no idea what the Knicks are doing. I'm looking at some of these other picks. I have no idea what the Utah Jazz are doing. None. They had their guy. They had Tyler Lydon. They had the guy that was perfect for their system. Perfect. And they go out, and they trade him to Denver with Trey Lyles and pick up Donovan Mitchell. Not, I think Donovan Mitchell's a good player. Don't, don't get me wrong. I think he fits very well in that defensive scheme there. But offensively, is Donovan, if Gordon Hayward leaves, is Donovan? first of all, Trey Lyles and Tyler Lydon for Donovan Mitchell, I don't know what Denver's doing, but I just don't see Donovan Mitchell being able to to do that in in Utah. I think he fits well no. defensively. He's just not that offensive player that they need.
0: Well, the question also is with Utah. I think there's a lot of uncertainty to say the least. Um, you have George Hill coming off a career year, free agent. Gordon Hayward coming off a great year free agent you don't you're going to make runs at both of them but you don't know what you're going to get Dante Axum you know has been the backup to a couple years drafted I think number 5 2 or 3 years ago we don't know what we have in him you know this team which we built for the future built for the future built for the future the future may be over already yeah and I think you know you don't you know Favors has been injured on and off so you're really building, in my opinion, around Gobert and the best players available. Okay, that's fair. And they think, you know, supposedly they're looking at Rubio. Now, if they were that happy with Exum, do you really think they'd be looking at Rubio?
1: No, absolutely not. I don't think they're that happy with Exum. But remember, Dante Exxon's only 19 years old still. I understand but Yeah, I mean, of all the guys, you have to wait on Exum. Exum was drafted as a 17-year-old kid. I mean, some of these guys are just, look, it, it goes to the philosophy, and I think this is a good spot to talk about this. Adam Silver talked about it. The NBA Players Association has talked about it. Going to a system such as baseball has, where you can draft an 18-year-old if they want to come out after high school, if they feel that they are comfortable enough doing that. But once they go to college, they have to stay two or three years. I love it. I think it benefits college basketball. I think it benefits these players. I think this is the development of the G League, which really sounds stupid. It should still be the D League. But the G League... Yeah, the Gatorade League. That's why it's the G League, by the way. And I think it's just moronic. But anyway, I get it. I get that they want to develop a minor league system. I get all that. But I think it, it would benefit most players to play two to three years in college. Maybe not financially, but you make it up on the second contract. This has always been the case. I understand that you want to get your money early, and you want to get the free agency early, blah, 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 blah. But when you have a when you have free agency and you can get better than where you start from, you won't make that up in the second contract unless your name is Alan Crack.
0: <laughs> Who? Well, well, Alan you Craig signed it. the $70 million contract, so he obviously did make it up in the second one. But right. I think you, but you also you also have to remember the alternative. You have a guy like an Ivan, you know. And I agree with you. I think it should be high school or two years. I think that's how it should work as well. Um, if you want, if you want, if this is your career, and you have no interest in college, then so be it. You know, who am I to tell you what you you know that you should or shouldn't should or should not be able to make a living? But if it's a commitment, if you decide to make a commitment to college then you make a commitment for two years. And that's just how it works. I don't know I don't yep. know the legalities of it. You would know better than I do. But to me that makes that well, makes a lot collect- more sense.
1: If it's collectively bargained you're fine. And that's what will happen. Okay. So we got twenty nine minutes to go. We're gonna go through the top ten top fifteen uh players in the free agency market. And of which I have, and you tell me where you think these guys are going. I am eliminating Dirk Nowitzki because I don't (laughs) foresee that. Look, he's a free agent in name only, right? There's no way he's going anywhere else. Okay. So let's start with Danilo Gallinari. He opted out of a $16.1 million contract. So here are my questions to you. Give me two teams that he's going to, one of two, and whether he makes more or less than his last year contract. So Balinari, $16.1 million, averaged 18 Ooh. points a game last year, but has only played in an average of 63 games over the last three years. Does he make more money than $16.1 sixteen point one? and where does he go? Jeez,
0: I have. I'm going to ask for a 30 second hold off while my while my number one free agent, uh, I calm him down a little bit. Um, Get your number
1: one traffic, actually, by the
0: way. He's yeah, not he, a free agent,
1: I'm taking my, him off your hands.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, I haven't heard a thing about culinary, about culinary. and I'll be honest with you. I, I look for a team where they need shooting and they need a replacement at, at, at the three. So who is, you know, where are you, where are the two, where are the two places where you're looking at a replacement for a three? Well, Utah. or the problem, Utah makes sense. Um, I would say Indiana would kind of make sense, but I don't think they would go in that direction. Um, the problem is, as you said, he is not a good defensive player. He's always injured. You know, he's a three. I mean, the perfect place for him could very well. I mean, they can't afford him. Would be Oklahoma, or you could have some outside shooting to help you know, Westbrook. But he will probably get more money, although I don't think it will be warranted.
1: Okay. So I think the two places that if he doesn't go back to Denver, which I think is probable. Remember, if you re-sign your own free agent, you can get him five years. If you're signing at a new place, you get four years, and there are less less increases in percentage of raises, so you're ultimately going to make less money. I think you go to Utah. I think here is an interesting concept for you: if Boston strikes out on Gordon Hayward, I like Gallinari there on a shorter deal, on a three-year deal. I think he brings exactly what they need to that team, which is outside shooting, another shooter. Just a thought. And it brings a Caucasian to Boston, which is absolutely <laughs> necessary. Okay. J.J. Redick last year, made... Nine million, approximately 9 to $11 million. I don't have the exact figures. He definitely makes more than $11 million in this cycle. Agreed. No question. There's just money out there. Assuming he doesn't stay with the clip joint, who really can't sign anybody else unless they tear it all down, where is J.J. Reddick going? <sighs>
0: Well, I know who uh, – J.J. Reddick is Is a kind of an interesting call because it really, he, it really is – what does he want? Does he want the money? Does he want a re- legitimate run at the ring? Because, you know, you talk about a guy, great shooter, early 30s. He's probably his – his, you know, the chance at a big contract off off of the last year or two. I know his house, you know, I know that Philly could use a three points could use a shooter. I know he's he he owns he owns his place in Brooklyn. Now, do I see Brooklyn? Do I see him really being that interested in going from the Clippers to Brooklyn? Probably not. But again, these are I I have to look at the salaries. But to me, again, he's a he's a. He's a he's a he's a designated gun. He's a three he's a three and a three shooter, you know. Oklahoma not going to be able to afford him. Sorry, I'm kind of thinking about this as we go. Um, Minnesota I, would be I, beautiful I, as a sixth man for him.
1: I love if he wants Philly. that role. I love I love the fit in Philly with him. I'm not sure he goes there, but I love the fit. Him or or Iguanala will be our next guy. I think that is the perfect thing. They need outside shooting. That's why they got Fultz to begin with. Put him and Fultz and, and Bede and Sarich and Simmons. That's a great team. I, I like that. I like that fit. Does Iguodala stay in Golden State? So basically what the difference is, $16 million going to Golden State, give or take. Or probably nineteen million dollars somewhere else, maybe a little bit more, does he stay in Golden State or does he go does he go elsewhere, given the fact that he's thirty three years old this is it this is the la probably the last big contract that he's
0: going to get. He stays if the salary discrepancy is three million a year for for a guy who actually loves being in San Francisco loves being. You know, kind of not only from a basketball standpoint, but from out of what I understand is his involvement in the, st- the startup world. This is it's the perfect fit. He fits perfectly on the team. He said, he's gotten big contracts. I think he would rather stay in Golden State and have a chance to win two or three more championships and forego the three million a year. That would be my okay. That would be my thought.
1: Okay, a 27-year-old point guard, former All-Star, that is an unrestricted free agent. These do not come around very often because they're either re-signed to an earlier extension or they're not 27 because they don't come out when they're 17 years old. Dante Exum will be another similar guy like this. Drew Holiday holds all the leverage in New Orleans. New Orleans doesn't have any money or not really a lot. Of it. They have thirteen million dollars in cap space to find a replacement. So if they want to let him go, they got thirteen million dollars to go find a George Hill. Potentially. Do they match out Drew Holiday? And if they don't, where does Drew go? <sighs>
0: Where does Drew Holiday go? Again, not someone I've really given a. I'll be honest, not someone I've given a heck of a lot of thought to. But you know, again, a team that needs a point guard, not a great shooter, good defensive player. Nope. No, do you say no? No, I'm
1: agreeing with you. He's not a good. He's not a good shooter.
0: Who needs a point guard? Who needs a point guard? <laughs> a team about two miles from where you live needs a point guard because Nequitama is going to be two or three years away. Yep. He doesn't. He's so injury-prone, it is extraordinarily difficult for me to imagine him getting a max deal anywhere. So maybe he plays for a you know, two- or three-year contract with the Knicks and sees if he can build up towards the big one at age 29.
1: Well, maybe. I like, I like that idea. The Knicks have always been linked to this guy. His brother actually plays for the Knicks, so that is another feather in the cap of the Knickerbockers. And the Knickerbockers will have castmates. Surprisingly, they have castmates. The other team I think you look at, and I think it goes also for George Hill, is the Orlando Magic. Now, I know they have Alfred Payton who really can't shoot and is very injury-prone. They just drafted Jonathan Isaac to play play the four or the three, probably the three if Aaron Gordon's moving back to the four. They could use a steadying hand at the point guard, and they have cap space to use. So I think that's an interesting place. I actually think
0: that makes a lot of sense except I'm not sure what the incentive for Holiday to go to Orlando is. Money. That team. Money. Well, I understand. I, I, I understand that. But assuming other teams offer him, that team has no – that team is all over. we talk about the Knicks being all over the place. That team has just – I don't know what that team has. They've just got a well, bunch of nothing.
1: Well – they, they're going to build. Let's say they they get Drew, Drew Holiday, and the, they give him a four year, eighty million dollar contract. Not max money, but twenty million a year. He still comes out at age thirty one for his next free agency. Drew Holiday set up yeah. three years and sixty, or three years in sixty five, or seventy, and still come out at age thirty. For his next contract, or
0: three years, well, that's with, the what I just said with the. That's what I just said about the Knicks.
1: No, I I agree, but you're asking me why he would go to Orlando because he could get more money with Orlando than
0: he would with the Knicks. And there's and there's also no tax. There's also no tax, which is helpful. Agree. So I mean, yeah. Okay, I, George. I
1: and I like George Hill for the same thing. I don't like George Hill with the Knicks at all. No, George Hill is all is the opposite of Drew Holiday. So, George Hill is already 31. <laughs> He's on that George Hill came out of college at 23, while Drew Holiday came out at 18. So, the opposite of Drew Holiday. I like him with an Orlando team as well, or a Charlotte team with, behind Kemba Walker, or staying in Utah. But this is his last contract. So...
0: Well, wherever I don't know he if goes, this is his biggest. Con- this is going to be his biggest. No, contract. his last big contract. I think, his last big contract. I think the team also to look out for with them with, with George Hill. If they can't get Chris Paul, this is the San Antonio Spurs? Popovich loves George Hill. Parker is kind of moved down a little bit to being a bit of a part time. Not not is not is not Tony Parker of two thousand and eight. Murray. And they have some young point guards. I talked about. Oh, was it I was a Derek. I forget the last name. The guy from Colorado. And they have Dejounte the Murray. Murray, who barely played. Although yep. you know, Murray was Murray. Yeah, was was a was a freshman. You know, played one year in Washington, and he barely played. Although we played a lot in the playoffs. So I don't. I think that would actually make some sense as well because he also knows Popovich's. He knows that program well, and Popovich is the kind of guy he wants people he's comfortable with. Not that everybody does. That's, a, play.
1: that's an excellent call. They also have Patty Mills as a free agent. Paul free Gasol agent. just opted. Yeah, Paul Gasol just opted out, so they will have some money to play with down there. I'm not sure that they have 15 million to play with, and I think that's what George Hill is going to get. I think he's going to get a three year 45 million dollar contract. So, is he worth that to the Spurs? Who may have to clear out another salary to get there? The Spurs have been looking at well, Lamarcus Aldridge trading Lamarcus Aldridge. Do you think Lamarcus yes, Aldridge stays or goes? Does he stay or go?
0: I think the problem is this. I think both sides won out, and because both sides won out, and it's, it's public knowledge, it's lessened the value of what he can of what he's worth to a point where it may not be worth San Antonio to get rid of him. He doesn't, he wants to be the number one guy and he should have known going into San Antonio that that kind of offense wasn't, wasn't going to be dictated around him. We, this was not a, like it was, you knew that, or we knew that, or most people I think knew that. And his failure to adapt to a system that has offered five championships in 12 years is not really, I mean, is not particularly, it's just a reflection of his inflexibility, I guess, to adapt his game. So this is what he is. Fact, he, you know, when, I'm sorry.
1: You can also make, you can also make the case that when Kawhi Leonard went down in the playoffs, he wasn't able to be the man.
0: No. He would you know so, he well that's that yeah, but he may not see it that way. You know, he had one or two great games, I forget the specifics of it. I think he had a great game in game six against Houston. But yeah, he is a very good number two and a twenty you know, a twenty and ten guy. But you know, he, I mean, maybe he would have been better off in Phoenix, you know, where they needed, a down, you know, a threat down low, and he would have been the he would have been the number one guy because that was a team that was re, Phoenix was really courting him hard. Right. And you know, even now they have an, they look they have an overabundance, they have a lot of youth. You know, I, I don't know from a, from a salary cap standpoint how a trade could play out, but I think that would be an interesting place for him.
1: Yeah, a trade could play out if they were willing to give up Eric Bledsoe or Tyson oh. Jamba. Those are the two, those are the two big guys salary wise, or Brandon Brandon Knight. Yeah, Brandon Knight makes about. So So one. Yeah. So, so one of those three guys would have to go. At least. But
0: that makes sense. It may actually that, but be that well. More. No, they would probably have to give up a little bit more. But do you give up? Brandon Knight in a first round pick in 2020 for three years of Aldridge. No,
1: I'm talking about a little bit more in the salaries. I don't even think the salary set because I think Aldridge is okay. 23, so you need to give, you need to give a little more. But you can make you probably can make it work. I mean, I'll go on the trading machine right now and see what, what it would need. But here's the deal: Brandon Knight, only three more has three more years of 16 to 18 million dollars. Is that worth the cash space to them? I'm not sure it is. I'm not either. No. So there, let me go into the trade machine a, now. Hold on. I'm going into it right now. So we put in, this is an interesting exercise, ladies and gentlemen. San Antonio, this may be the best invention ESPN ever did, by the way. Um, Phoenix. So let's put in LaMarcus Aldridge at $20 million. And we'll put in Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight is only making 12. So does that trade work? That trade do- actually does work. I guess uh, Phoenix has enough under their cap space to make it work. So would you trade three more years of Brandon Knight for two more... two more? No, it's four more years of Brandon Knight for three more years of LaMarcus Aldridge. That's basically what I'm saying. So Phoenix... If well, you know, for Phoenix, Phoenix I, I do it, I you absolutely
0: do. do right. it in a heartbeat. I'm not, sh- that's why I'm not sure. If you- I think you, you would need some draft picks, I think, for San Antonio to do, to be incentivized. And yeah. even at that point, I'm what- not sure. I'm not sure it's interesting. Right.
1: Well, that's the point. But I think they would be interested if you gave him an Eric Bledsoe. I think that's a done deal. But you never know. Okay. Moving on to, we have 10 minutes left, let's let's quickly move on to some of the other guys. Serge Ibaka, not worth what was rumored to be paid. He's 27 years old, but he seems to have been around forever. He so feels, feels he, like he should be,
0: he's only 27?
1: Yeah, only feels
0: 27. feels like he's 30. He feels like yeah. he's in his 30s.
1: Do you think he stays with Toronto?
0: I think Abaca is a guy who's going for the. Abaca strikes me as this—he wants the big contract. I think Toronto. I think Toronto is in a really awkward situation. If you resign Lowry and you resign Ibaka, this is your team for the next three years. This is not a team yep. good enough to win to win a championship. It's a team good enough to win fifty games and be consistent. Yep. I know they're pretty happy with them in Toronto, but I can see. I'm trying to think where I can see him fitting. I know Denver desperately wants to get rid of Fareed, and they could use a, a power forward. And I'm assuming Kevin Love doesn't come to fruition. Um, maybe that fits. Portland needs needs a four, but I don't. I think they're cap strong. So based on those, I think he re-signs with Toronto. But I'm not. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put the. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my, bank, put my life savings on it. Let's put it that way.
1: Okay, so we're going to group two more guys in one bucket and two more guys well, in well, another well,
0: bucket. Well, wait, wait, wait. What, what were your thoughts?
1: Oh, on him? I think a backup leads. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to pay for him. Um, I'm trying to figure out where he goes, but I definitely don't think they pay for him. If I'm looking at places that he might fit in, I think he only gets a three-year deal. He might get big money for three years, but I don't think he gets more than that. Teams that will lose out in the Paul Millsap experiment will look to Serge Ibaka, and I think one of them will be Atlanta. Atlanta's going to need players, and they don't have any. So I think that they may be looking at him. Okay, so we have two point guards both of which are probably going to get, well, definitely going to get max money. The question is, where are they going with their max money? And that is Chris Paul and Kyle Lowry. Do you think if they both stay, do they think they both leave, or where do they go? And we got eight minutes, so hurry it up. Yes, sir. Um,
0: there you go. Well, Chris Paul is the most interesting I think the most interesting free agent out there. Because he his con, it's really for him, it's a what do I want? Do I want to run at the ring? Or do I want, to con, do I, want the, do I want the Ultra, the ultra Supermax contract? Because by, by re signing with the Clippers, it's 200. But going anywhere else, what is it, 120, 130, 140, something like that? 140 and and I get it it's for it's for a lesser year but still Yep. I'll be honest I think he leaves um I think I think he's made his run in in San in, in LA the team is going nowhere Griffin's going to leave Reddick's going to leave I think he looks at it and says yeah, I would make an extra year and an extra sixty million, but I will be good enough to still be playing four years from now. We'll make that up some. We'll make some of it up. Plus, it's one hundred and forty million dollars. I think he makes a run at the ring. So where does he go? Supposedly Houston's interested, but I don't see how that works. Um, I just don't think. Apparently, either does Jake. I think San Antonio is going to make a run. I think that's a pretty obvious, I think that's pretty obvious. It's a really, it's a tough call. Okay.
1: What do you think about Kyle Lowry?
0: At the end of the day, I think he's going to come in. I don't want to say reluctantly because that's not the right Word to use because he's a very good player. We all know that he wants to really look through free agency. I don't. I think for him, the money. I think. I think it's more of a money game for him at this point, and he would get maxed out in Toronto. So I do think, and I'm not. I again wouldn't bet the bank on it, but I think he probably resigns.
1: Well, that's a really dangerous max out in Toronto because he's going to be 37 and earning over $40 million. A
0: really, really I, and expensive I don't, max out. I'm not, I don't particularly think he's worth it, although I think he's a right. very good player. But it's. Okay. A, <sighs> Quickly,
1: because we've got five minutes, four minutes
0: left. Well, we worth How about you?
1: Oh, well, I don't have time. I think I think. I think Larry, Larry takes less than the max because I don't think that Toronto's going to offer it to him. Stays with Toronto. Chris Paul, I'm just waiting for the fireworks to start. This is the best time of year to be an NBA fan if you just like chaos. And juggling cap numbers is extreme chaos. And if he leaves L.A., you're just going to see chaos all over the place, and I'm going to love to see it. You may actually see a trade with the Clippers for potentially LaMarcus Aldridge, and I say that because that's the only way that the Clippers can, the only way that San Antonio can find the cap room to get him in anyway. Now, wouldn't that be an interesting deal? Well, that
0: so, happens unless in- they- Right. yeah that so would be an interesting deal to to to, go to okay. for Griffin I think Griffin leaves. I think Griffin wants to get away i think Griffin feels like i think Griffin wants a new start somewhere the team that makes the, that makes a lot of sense, although I don't think they have the cap room. I know Boston's gonna make a run at him um, it's I just again, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting call with him because he's he's so talented, he's so marketable, but he's had so many injuries, and I, I think he leaves, but I don't I don't really know where he's going to go, I don't. So here's
1: here's I'm, my place very quickly where I think that he may go. Here's the sleeper. I think he winds up in Brooklyn. I think he becomes a star. I think he wants a team to himself. I think he becomes that team in Brooklyn, and it's a strange place to be. But he would be a star in Brooklyn, and he would be a star in Chicago. Either one of them. Have you, heard, have you heard
0: some? Have you heard something that I haven't? Or read something no, that I haven't?
1: I've heard nothing. I've heard nothing. I've heard nothing. This is just a, this is just a pure and simple guess that he winds up at one of those two places. If he doesn't want to stay with the Clippers, I think he moves to New York and plays in Brooklyn. Oh, okay, we got ninety seconds. Tell me where Millsap winds up. Tell me where Hayward winds up. Really quick.
0: Hayward ends up with the Celtics. Millsap? Huh. Millsap may end up with the Jazz.
1: Okay. I think Hayward winds up back with the Jazz. I think that money is too much, or maybe I'm just hopeful that he does. I think Millsap – all right, here's another one. I think Millsap may wind, may wind up with Boston as a fallback because then he'd play with Horford, and he knows Horford way too well, not for that to work. But I don't think he gets anywhere close to the money that they would be offering Hayward. Okay. Next, no, week, gonna lo- next week we're going to talk a look. Next week we're going to recap what we just spoke about. We also have NHL free agency starting, and please, John Tavares, please for love, love of God, sign with the Islanders. Okay, <laughs> for Seth Cavins, this is Sean Palmer, BackSportsNation.com, Blog Talk Radio. We'll see you next week. Happy Fourth of July, right. everybody.